What's up, Navigate with Faith fam? This your girl, Elisa. And I'm Sierra. And we are your cool Christian chicks coming at you again with that living room talk. I'm on the couch. She on the chair. Why? I'm on the couch with you. Oh, she on the... They always be trying to act like we can't be together. I'm just saying. I didn't know we... Like, the living room... It's a big couch. It's more intimate on the same couch. (sighs) Nobody sit on the seat alone by themselves. I'm on one cushion. She on another cushion. Yeah, thank you. Dang, boy, she a crybaby, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I am, too. I mean, why are you so excited, though? Like, what you about to talk about? I'm excited because I am ready to talk about this little topic that I feel like our generation, we just mm. don't operate in. And that mm. is discretion. Sierra, mm. what does that mean to you? What does discretion mean to you? You know what... Because we, just for some reason, live in this very boastful generation, discretion to me is like the exact opposite. I really do find joy in not telling everybody, mainly people who don't care, (laughs) about what I have going on in my life. So to me, it's like privacy. Just to keep something close to my chest, honestly. Honestly, that really, just privacy. Discretion to me is privacy. Okay, okay. Yeah. What is it to you? So to me, when I think of discretion, I think about maintaining a silence about something until an appointed time. That's good. So I think about just being mindful and intentionally not sharing freely. Mm -hmm. I don't think of hiding. I don't think of sneaking I just think of being selective of who needs to have this information at this time and just kind of moving in silence, but not secrecy. That's good because there is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. It's a large difference, a huge difference. And I think people confuse the two. Absolutely. And they make an excuse for, oh, well, I'm not telling you my business. However, I do feel like. If somebody asks you something, as Christians, personally, I feel we're obligated to be truthful. So if somebody asks you a direct question, I mean, and not just a a random person, I don't mean, but maybe if a trusted person tells you something, I, I guess I can't, you know who to talk to and who not to talk to. But I think there's a way that you can you can answer a question where you're not lying, but you also don't have to reveal everything because it, sometimes— Right. There's a way to answer questions and still be discreet. Absolutely. But if I ask you a question and you just, like, straight up lying, that doesn't equate to discretion. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't condone lying. I think that there is a way to handle situations. Even if you do say, you know, I don't feel released to talk about that right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but— Trust me, as soon as I can, we'll chat, you know, or just saying, uh, you know, I don't feel comfortable talking. That's that's truthful. You that know? is truthful. Um, that is truthful. But I agree. I'm not down with the lying. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm not down with the lying. <laughs> so let's pray. Yeah. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so, so, so happy to be in your presence once again. Lord, we just want to thank you once again for everyone who is listening, all of those who are on this journey with us and who are seeking your face in learning how to navigate this life with faith. Lord, we want to ask right now that you please help us to speak your heart and really just guide our friends and family 
in a way that will be pleasing unto you, Lord God, as we are learning with you all about your word and what you intend for our lives. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We lift your name on high and we ask that you just give us the words to say and the heart to say it, Lord God. And we ask that these words are honey to the ears of our listeners. In Jesus' holy, precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was great. Ooh-wee. So I'm trying to think like discretion, discretion, discretion. Mm-hmm. You know, when I talked about our generation not really being a discreet generation and this being something that is just so different for us, mm-hmm. I specifically think about how as millennials, we literally grew up with our lives, as soon as we hit preteenville, like we were putting our lives on the internet. MySpace was my jam. MySpace, you know, we we weren't discreet about what our favorite song was, what our favorite artist was. Like we really got acclimated really quickly to living our lives on blast. And mm-hmm. I think that in a lot of ways, when people do the opposite. Of that, when people tend to draw back away from that, we even look at them like they're a little weird. Like, if I meet a dude and he doesn't have a social media account, sometimes I'm like, mm, what you do? Like, what you sneak in? Like, why don't you have a social media account? Because you got a wife? Like, mm. <laughs> you know, you got in trouble. Like, I don't understand. Mm. And it's so funny how it's even odd for people to be highly discreet in this day and age. And it's almost weird. Mm. And so when I think about discretion, I think that it's attractive in terms of the concept, but I don't think a lot of people really know how to execute that concept in their life and how to apply that. So, I mean, what do you think about it as a whole? Do you think that, do you know a lot of people who are discreet or do you know any circumstances where people just were really successful at kind of discreet, being discreet, excuse me? No, biblically. Yes. You know what I mean? But not really. And it's interesting because a lot of the non-discretion that I see, people are boastful about material things. And I see that a lot. I don't really know. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't know. You know, I mean, I can't really think of anybody— Right now, I mean, we, again, you know, you did mention our generation. It's just, like, full of announcements. Yeah. Some relevant, some irrelevant, mostly irrelevancy. Absolutely. In the past year, I have definitely made it my business to not announce things until they were darn near complete. I actually, it's funny because we were talking about this earlier. I went into 2020 with my word being discretion. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me about discretion toward the end of 2019 and just being really mindful of the timing and the people in which I share the next steps and the things that he's doing. And just to emphasize specifically about the things that God has put on my heart, I guess I'm thinking about in my life 
how some things that God says to do or leads us to do sounds crazy. It sounds ridiculous. And if that thing is an embryo, God just gave that to you, just started that thing, and you go and immediately run off and tell somebody who didn't was not given the vision and may not know to be gentle with your vision, sometimes we can get talked out of stuff before we even get talked into it. And so I know for me, when I started grad school, I only told on a need-to-know basis. And by the time I announced it, it was the first week of school was done. It was like, yeah. wow, okay, I'm here. You yeah. know, um, not really much room outside of a trusted council mm. to speak on the matter either way, to give advice. And I think that that's the part that's like really important is not that you do things completely in secrecy. Mm. I do believe that we should have people who are trusted counsel to run things by, people that you know are praying as well and don't just speak. And even still, you can pray about who to share that with. I definitely would do that because I believe that God needs to release you to be able to share certain things um, because yeah. God things are divine. And yeah. when He shares something with you, that is so precious. And so just thinking about having specific people and the few trusted friends to share things with while you're walking in discretion to me, it's super important. Yeah, you were talking. I was thinking about Noah. Mm -hmm. And his mission was to build this art and as a means of preparing for this flood that was about to happen. And Scripture shows us that not once did he consult with anybody about what it was that the Lord had told him to do. Referencing the measurements for the boat, I can almost imagine that it wasn't done in a week. You know what I mean? It took you a while. And, you know, imagine this man building this boat on this dry land in a place where in which nobody has ever seen rain or water. That is almost what it's like when the Lord tells us something. Wow. It's not going to make sense to anybody else. One, because it wasn't revealed to anybody else. So now if I go out and I tell you something prematurely, I've just given you something and you, people can turn that up. You know, they can have you questioning whether or not this was really said or a lot of times when God tell you to do something, you look a little crazy, mm -hmm. you know, to people. And I will say that I'm honestly struggling you know, with this topic, because I can imagine, I mean, I I can think of a number of times or this one specific time mm -hmm. where discretion just was not my thing. Now, I'm discreet when it comes to putting things on social media, mm -hmm. because I genuinely feel like I don't, some of us won't even really know each other. Like, I, I really, I don't look for validation. And I'm not saying that people do make announcements for the sole purpose of validation, but we can see historically where that there is a correlation. I have struggled because I am such a, if anybody who knows me knows that I am transparent, I am like this open book. And it's because I really want people to be comfortable around me. So I often overshare a lot. And especially when it's something that God has revealed to me, my non-discretion came from, let me show y'all just how good God is, which is also what happened with Joseph. and. Me sharing these things, I have found even to this day, I am still trying to protect God's image for something that people thought I was crazy about anyway. 
So I believe that when we share things prematurely, in the end, it's almost like you are having to defend God, especially if that thing ain't came to pass yet. So I'm struggling. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. Having to defend God yeah. is not really a fun type of thing to take up uh, because essentially— I think that sharing, to your point, the oversharing made your journey more difficult. You already Girl, have uh, to, I mean, you already have to have the faith, yeah. you know, just between you and God, just to continue to see this thing through. It's hard enough to keep yourself on track. Now, inviting other people in and their opinions in because you're telling half a testimony, you're telling the first chapter, the second chapter, and you don't know how many chapters this book is going to be. I imagine that that does just make the road a tad bit more bumpy. And when you get to a point where it doesn't look like it's happening or you can't really see the finish line, Mm -hmm. now that makes you more susceptible, Mm -hmm. I think, to feeling like you have to actually defend you know, this thing, or go back and, and give an account to these people, or you have to yes. update folks. Yep. And sometimes God don't even give us an update in these walks. Listen. And we got to update now somebody walking, hey, I remember you had told me that God had told you such and such, such so how's that going? Because it's been four years, and I ain't seen it come to pass yet. Right. So how's that going? <laughs> so what happened? Remember when you told me about that one thing? That, yeah, so I ain't, so where you, where you working at now? Because I remember God told, didn't God tell? And that is not a good feeling. And it's I know not. people who have run from fellowship because they had to give an update because they yep. spoke too soon. Mm-hmm. I imagine that if Joseph had social media during mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm. and he had put a status out there on Facebook and said, hey, y'all had this dream. I'm a rule over my brothers. And then a couple years later, he's in prison. Everybody going to be like, remember that stat? And then that drink come back. As a, as a memory. <laughs> seven <laughs> years ago. You seven <laughs> years today. <laughs> you know, that's rough. That and one. I imagine that people would be watching because, see, to Sierra's point, she mentioned earlier talking about social media, some people don't even know you. Some people don't care. There's a lot of people in this day and age, they watch just to see some. They're watching just to see how this going to play out. Mm. And there's nothing worse than having people and having eyes on you, mm-hmm. knowing that behind those eyes is somebody who doesn't even believe in you, and they just kind of here to just see what's going on. And I think that in the midst of not knowing exactly what God is thinking, where you fall on this on this journey, and how it's going to come into fruition, and knowing that people are just watching just to see if if God does what He says, that that feels kind of like mockery in a bit, and there even, even could be comments. That, yeah, very true. I also feel like holding it close to you is important for the foundation, right? Keeping it between you and God, I mean, for some reason, people feel like, okay, well, God told me this one thing, and now I can just kind of go out and I can share it with people when, in reality, we need to continue to consult with God about it, right? So it's important that you create a foundation first before you go out and you say things so that, for like what you said, people aren't able to come and attack it. Mm -hmm. So if we are, if, you know, if I'm sitting here and the Lord has told me something and I continue to seek God about what it was that he had already told me and I'm strong and I'm confident in what it was that he said to me, by the time I am released to share it, there's nothing anybody else can say to break this down because I've already, this has already been founded. Mm. 
keyword released. And Mm -hmm. I I really don't think that, I think that sometimes we will post and we will boast, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Post and boast under the guise of, I'm telling my testimony. Well, we put a testimony God is until it's already done happened. But I mean, but even if it had happened and you're saying, oh, look what God did. Oh, look what God did. You're saying it in words, but your heart may not be saying, I'm posting this to encourage somebody or to inspire someone to lean on God. Your heart may still be coming from a place of, look what I got. Look, oh, I'm the chosen one. Or Look, my relationship with God is so good that, you know what I mean? He can tell me this and that in the next. And I think that you still have to have a pure heart, even when you're sharing a testimony, to the point of being released. You need to be released because there are times in God's word here where even Jesus did miracles and told the person not to say anything. Right. Right. And Imagine, to Jesus' point, Mm -hmm. I'm just going, hypothetically, if I was in the crowd, and Jesus does something for you. He heals, he removes demonic spirits out of people. He's healing the blind. He's curing the lame. And if Jesus tell you, keep this between us, don't go back and tell anybody anything. When you go back and you share something that the Lord has honestly asked you to be discreet about, now people are only going to God for miracles. Mm. You're not going to genuinely seek God. You're not going to grow in Christ. You're not going to get to know him, but you're going to him solely for so that he can do something for you. Mm-hmm. God doing miracles is such a small part of having a relationship with Christ. Amen. So now you going back to Jesus, it's ingenuine. It's ingenuine. We say a lot of times, Lord, I see what you're doing for others, and we use it as a joke. He'll do it for you, too. And then if you're going back and you ask somebody and you asking the Lord to bless you the way in in the same exact blessing that you ask them, that probably don't got nothing to do with your walk. And you're limiting God at that. Absolutely. Because he is a custom God. And that's a custom God. He's a custom God. That tattoo. (laughs) Don't get tattooed. No, no, but seriously, Mm. and just to bring it back to the actual scriptures in which Jesus did tell people to be discreet. Mm-hmm. There was a point in time where he healed two blind men, and Jesus said, What verses? What this is Matthew 9 and 30, where okay. the verse says, And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about it. Not sternly, Jesus. Sternly. Mm-hmm. And then another time in Mark 1 43 and 44, it says that he had healed a leper. Someone who has leprosy, he healed them. And it says, Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. And it says here, you know, we think about sometimes like, right, when we when we go to praise the Lord or we go to say something, we think, okay, as long as we just say, God is good. Thank you, Jesus. We put the Christian spin on it, and so it's all good. We're not bragging anymore because we put, thank you, Jesus. We put our new car. We put our, you know, (laughs) new house, Mm -hmm. and we just say, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. But just because you're saying, thank you, Jesus, does not always mean that Jesus was always okay with you just going and running and telling. Mm -hmm. You still need to pray about that and and to know the proper time, because it may be inappropriate for you to share those things. Why? To your exact point. 
people are looking more at the miracles. Depending on what it is, yeah. God might have provided for your rent, but maybe there's babes in Christ around you, and the only yeah. thing they hear is free money. Mm. So now they're trying to treat Jesus like a genie because every time you talked Ooh. about him, you've only talked about what he's given you and what he's done for you mm. rather than the things that he's brought into your life like peace and joy mm. and, and hope, you know? And those are the things that come with building a relationship. Yeah. If somebody asked you, oh, okay, well, I see that you are in a relationship with this person and you love them so much. Well, why do you love them? And all of your your mm. characteristics and all of your reasons why you love someone is, oh, they because they gave you? me this and they do this mm. and they fix me breakfast and they give me gifts. Somebody going to be like, well, dang, well, what about them as a person? You know? Okay. Or what have <laughs> you done for them. For them. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And, and it's not about the connection. It's right. not about the relationship. It's not about the love and admiration you have yes. for that person. It's not about, I'm glad you were born. It's not about, <laughs> I'm so I'm so ecstatic that you're in my life. It's, okay, well, this person's beneficial because they're giving me stuff. Therefore, that implies that the person will no longer be beneficial when they stop. Well, that's an awesome story. You know, by Jesus just being this miracle worker, um, you would you would think that it wouldn't be a problem, right, for him to go back and say, "Well, don't don't tell anybody." Why do you think he was telling people to not tell anybody? Yeah, that sounds that sounds really bananas. That <laughs> this this miracle Almighty, worker yeah. and you know God in the flesh would be telling people to not tell anybody. Don't don't tell anybody you did. Right. You know, the only time that I tell people that is like I sometimes braid hair. And I be like, don't tell nobody I did this because I don't do want. You say stuff like that because I don't want nobody to ask me to braid their hair. I I can do it, mm. but I I don't want people coming to me. Because right? you get overwhelmed. A it, lot of people overwhelmed. People, we need our hair braided. <laughs> Actually, well, th- and I think about that's the only time when I've done something that I was proud of and was like, yeah, but don't tell nobody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's exactly why Jesus did not want them to tell it. Because in Mark chapter 1, verse 45, which is the next verse right after he told the leper to not say anything, it says, but he went out and began to talk freely about it. The leper, the leper went out and ignored what Jesus said. <laughs> it says, but he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. Mm. So Jesus was completely overwhelmed. And, you know, there was an article that I was reading about this whole concept of Jesus doing these great things, doing these amazing things and changing someone's life. And why why would overwhelm be bad? Why would he not want that? And what they were saying was even King Herod, when he met Jesus, said, oh, yeah, I want to see this Jesus. I'd be doing great things. And it was all about Jesus being like a magician, like a street magician. It wasn't about the connection to God, which was what Jesus's Mm. plight was here on earth was mm-hmm. to say, I am God in flesh form. I am mm-hmm. the son of God and I want all of y'all to repent and this is God's word. Mm-hmm. Thus says the Lord. That was Jesus's point. But when people started getting too caught up in so small-minded, right? Not thinking about the fact that Jesus was trying to offer these people a relationship with the actual source, the power source. Mm-hmm. But people were so focused on what he can do. Come see a man. Let me go see what he's doing. Girl, let me, ooh, he did this, he did that. I think that that's how humans operate, 
right? Mm-hmm. That's why testimony time is super popular. That's why if you up too late, the commercials, it's all about how some stuff was sent to their house and they got a check in the mail and stuff like that because that gets people hype. Mm-hmm. But Jesus did not appreciate that because he knew even during his time that people would get distracted with the miracles. So some of the miracles were even so large and so, and this was so early in his ministry at that. Mm. This was like a couple of chapters right after he got his first disciples, you know, his first followers. He was just starting his ministry. And it said that immediately he got this fame and it was like, Mm. everybody just came to get something. I want some, I want some, I need something, I need to be healed. I need to be healed. I need to be healed. And people skipped over the fact that he was God and was more so about, okay, well, what can you do for me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Your father in heaven. Yeah, all that. Uh huh. So I need, my arm is broke. You know, (laughs) and I just think about how sometimes we can be inadvertently doing that again when we are braggadocious and when we're telling our testimonies at a turn and we're prematurely Mm. and we're so focused on. This is why I love God, because he's so good, because I didn't know how I was going to pay for this car and God got me a Beamer. And it's like. Wow. <laughs> so did we learn anything about Christ during this did time? You or are you just about putting yourself? Okay. Okay. Did what you? was revealed about yourself? That's I mean, that's a good point. And it's sorry, I got so hyped. No, you did. I feel you. That <laughs> left me over here like, I ain't got nothing else to say. Um That is but that's a good point, man. And it's tough. It's tough and it gets tough. I you know, looking at it from the outside in. And I really, you know, moving forward, again, you know, even right now, I'm just a little convicted because I just did not handle—I didn't handle it well. And part of me not handling it well was because I was not discreet. You mean when God told you something? When God told me something, I was excited about it. And I think often that time, we can it can be a little confused, but I think we forget that God wears many hats. And friend is one of them. Yes. And if he tells you something— and it asks you to be discreet, and you move forward, and you go and you tell everybody something. Why, when you can just go back to him and talk to him about it, because he is also your or friend. Or the fact that he is your friend, and if your friend tells you something and says, well, then, hold all on. right, now. Okay. Okay, that was good. And says, well, d- please don't tell nobody, or, or mm. you know what I mean? I think that there's some situations where you could have some common friends, you yeah. know what I mean? Some co-friends yeah. <laughs> between two friends. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to go back to one person and say, hey, is it okay if I, did you tell the other person? Is yeah. it okay if I share that with them? Because yeah. this is something me and you talked about, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to be comfortable with me bringing it up, assuming that you chatted with them too. Because yes, I've had times good. where it's been a trio of friends and that one friend might have talked to me about something mm-hmm. and might have talked to that other person about it, but us bringing it up involuntarily was inappropriate, yeah, you know? Um, and so if he is your friend too, say, Lord, okay, I know that we've been talking about this. Lord, you've been working on my heart about this. Lord, during our quiet time, we've been dealing with this. Can I share it with my prayer partner? Can I share it? Can I, can I lean on someone? Can I mm-hmm. release this, mm-hmm. you know? And there will be times where God does do things for you mm. that might even have been attached to previous shame. And, mm. and you ain't planning to tell nobody. You know, God <laughs> delivered mm. you from some stuff that you weren't proud to have done or situations that you weren't proud to have gotten into. Mm. And God will tell you and press on your heart to share. And that is where the faith comes in. Not restraining yourself, but actually going and sharing, you know, because that's, so that's the other side of it, too. Sometimes he'll ask you to share 
in order to minister either specifically or openly. And that can be a struggle, too. When you've been released to share it, at that point, could it then be testimonial? Oh, no, it's 100%. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think prematurely is not after we've been released and it's testimonial. Because, again, who are you doing it for? Like, what is the purpose of you telling these people this thing? Yeah. What's the purpose? Honestly, is it? What's the purpose? You, <laughs> you don't get what? any cookies, any any cool points, any prizes just for being an open book purely by itself. Right? Yeah. It's not a testimony. It, listen, you just telling your business before you know if you telling at a time before God brings you through it right now you just telling your dirt you know what I'm saying it ain't a mm, testimony mm. until you got through the test well and even with navigate with faith yeah you know when we when we decided that we would do navigate with faith we decided that we weren't going to tell anybody that we were going to the studio that we were recording we didn't really post pictures or it took us a while before we even start even taking pictures in the studio yeah. we decided oh maybe we need some behind the scene things mm-hmm. and even when it was about to be released there were some things that were coming at Navigate with Faith, but it was like, well, it's already solid. Like, it's founded upon, and we're going to release it Wednesday, actually. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, and um, that was beneficial to us. And I think that was because the end goal, our discretion was so that we could bless others. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we kept it close to us so that it could be quality for others. And we took it very serious. I think we were really mindful of the fact that you know, this is God's podcast. This wasn't our thing to share. It wasn't ours to tell. And I think that we, you know, in in the line of what we were talking about earlier, which is like lying and hiding and secrecy versus discretion and privacy, Mm. we didn't lie to anyone. We didn't just not talk about it. If someone knew about it and said, oh, y'all doing a podcast, we would say, oh, yes, we are. Now, did we tell people where our studio was, when we were recording, what our topics were? No. The people who knew, they might have known maybe a little bit. But we did not announce anything. We didn't openly talk about it. I mean, it was very fragmented, the information that was out there, because we were so adamant on, one, being obedient to what God had mentioned to us about discretion, which came up very early in our process, Mm -hmm. but also just to be protective of it, like you said, from outside forces, from extra opinions. We didn't want to be distracted by so many other voices and so many other things. And we actually, by the time we got this podcast out there to you all, we had already worked through the kinks. We had already worked through the, the bumps and the, and, the, and the bruises. And we had already tweaked certain things. We had our airtight team. And it really was a blessing to us because there was a lot of things that were presented to us like, okay, well, maybe, you know, change this or maybe this. And we were like, well, it's pretty solid now. Yeah. <laughs> we got a whole season recorded. Absolutely. And I think it was because we understood that one, it was like revealed to us. And the both of us have had, we have made mistakes about leaking things that, mm-hmm. that should have been protected. And we learned from our lesson. And we just kind of understood that what what was happening or what we were working on just didn't have anything to do with us. And realizing that when you talk about spiritual things is 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 the fight against spirits and principalities and not other fleshes. And when you're doing something for God and when something is revealed to you by God, is the forces, you know, that come at it and try to attack it. Or and sometimes, well I won't say that they are successful, but They will work on you, you know. They work on not necessarily the blessing, but they'll work on the person, you know, that the blessing is 
is is produced through. So it is is important to be discreet, you know, not to hide things or not to be a liar, but for protecting God's thing. Amen. Not your thing, but God's thing. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I love the fact that, you know, when you were talking earlier about Noah in Genesis 6 and 22, before this verse, it was all God's specific instructions to Noah about mm-hmm. how, yep. why, what we're doing. This is what I want you to do. This the wood. This is this the type of wood. This mm-hmm. the measurements. Mm-hmm. And it says here in verse 22, thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. He just he did go. it. It didn't say that Noah went and ran back that whole conversation with his wife. Mm. It didn't say that Noah went and talked to his neighbor or his homeboy about it. Mm. It said he did it. Mm. He did it. And imagine the time that would have been wasted had he stopped and had conversations about it in the way that Joseph stopped. and Now, of course, he was excited, you know, when Joseph was told of who he was supposed to be and who he would be and how he would rule over his brothers. That's exciting. Like, little brother, I don't know any little brothers, even 2020, who would get a vision or a dream like that and not tell their big brother I had listen you know (laughs) so he was in his excitement I believe that he wasted time a little bit discussing it because it wasn't his place what would have been like if he had been like David who when he was appointed the next king went right back into the field and just started working right you know or went right back to what he was doing there would have been a protection like you said a protection of what God is growing in him and maybe there would have been other ways that he could have been matured now thank praise God that he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called Mm -hmm. according to his power and works you know um Thank God that all things work together. And so I definitely know that there are some people who would argue that, no, well, Joseph needed to go through that in order to get there. But I do think that God knew that he would do that for Mm -hmm. sure and worked it together and still got from point A to point B, as he will with all of us, you know. But that road was, I think, significantly more bumpy than it would have been had he not shared that information with his brothers. The the road was just more bumpy. It did not mean it was impossible because all things are possible with God. But I think that sometimes we can, when us not protecting that thing, we can leave ourselves out there a little bit to just have to battle a few more difficulties than we normally would or have some conversations we don't really want to have. Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah. If he had would have just left that you're, you're going to have more descendants than the scars, stars in the sky. If he would have left that just with him and continued to consult with God about it instead of sitting down and consulting with his wife, that is a prime example of other people getting in your ear when God has said something to you instead of you being discreet. Well, God didn't give them the vision, so they may not be have the anointing. Right. They good. may not have the patience. That's good. They may not have the um, discernment. And and so just know that when God shares something with you or if you believe that God is pressing something on your heart, if you believe that God is leading you in a certain direction, I would say pray about who your prayer partner should be during. Because sometimes, y'all, sometimes there are things that we we talk about with certain people based on where they've been. And God can lead you to a different prayer partner for this season. Yep. And it could be one person and it could be someone that is not normally the person that you talk to and that could work in your in your favor because the person may not be in your friend group or they may not be your age. And 
I just think that it's beneficial. It does not hurt to pray and ask God, okay, Lord, now that I feel like you're leading me in this direction, what do I do next? And who do I share it with? Because it is nothing worse than sharing something that was such a big deal for you to get out and either it falls on deaf ears or the person just straight up plays you. <laughs> like the conversation. I hate that feeling. Have you felt that feeling where you shared something? It was a big deal for you to share it because you know you probably shouldn't have. And then it was like, dang, I shouldn't have said that. I have. And to this very day, I am still paying for it. Mm. So I think it's important that we remember that God is our friend and we can continue to petition him until he has released us to talk to somebody else about it. Amen. That's that's facts. <laughs> that is facts. You know, this makes me think of this verse in the Bible, Proverbs 17 and 28, that says, even a fool is thought wise if he keeps silent and discerning if he holds his tongue. In another version, it says, even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Well, just ain't everybody's business. It's not. That's it's, and, it's, and that's really kind of what it comes down to. It's actually very simple. It ain't everybody's business. And give God a chance to grow something in you, even even if it's your knowledge. You know, in your ignorance, it's okay to be silent. It's okay to say, "Well, I I know that I'm in a process spiritually right now," and. I just think that sometimes we we do run ahead of God. He gives us an inch and we just take a mile. And we know that a part of being a good steward is also stewarding over the things that he shares with us. And I think discretion is a really mighty and and noble characteristic to have. Absolutely. So we can all experience um, more discretion in our lives. And I think it's a good practice. So that when words come out of our mouth, they are all jewels and diamonds and things because we are not just speaking to speak. And everything we do, man, we're representing Christ. We're representing God. And how shameful would you? F- it is to feel like you said something and now people are continuing to ask, asking you questions about the process and you don't have the answers for them. Mm. And just kind of like, uh, but uh, uh, it's like that just that just didn't even represent Christ well. And we know it's people out here who are just like adamant about not believing Christ. Mm. Or even if you observe something and you're not discreet about your observation until you know what to do with it. Absolutely. So that's good. But yeah, y'all, we just want to encourage y'all to, you know, hold this stuff tight, even though society and our day and age doesn't really value discretion so mm-hmm. much. I think in theory, we like it, but we don't know that people are discreet until they're not discreet anymore. And then now mm-hmm. you get the praise after not being discreet. You know, when you finally release that thing, everybody's like, oh, Sam, they were so private. Mm-hmm. And so I know that it can be really tempting to shout from the rooftops what God is doing, even mm-hmm. if it is genuinely out of excitement mm-hmm. or if it is just the temptation to share the way that other people share. I get that. We get that, mm-hmm. you know. So there'll be wanna... a time. It'll be a time where in which you can talk about it in its entirety, in its fullness, and you would actually it'll bring you a lot more joy when you can talk about it in its completion instead of in its preparation. Amen. 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 It'll make a bigger impact, too. (laughs) It'll be like, you've been holding on to that the whole time. Mm -hmm. Dang. (laughs) Well, y'all, I'm Elisa. And I'm Sierra. And this is how you navigate navigate with faith. faith.
Thank you for listening to the Navigate with Faith podcast. We want to give a special thank you to Dante Hodge, our executive producer and editor. And thank you to the Pigment Playground for designing our show artwork and graphics. Music by Turn Me Up J-Cav. This episode was recorded at Listen Up Audio in Atlanta, Georgia. Subscribe to the Navigate with Faith podcast on your favorite platform. And follow us on social media at Navigate with Faith on Instagram and Facebook and Navigate W Faith on Twitter.